0: The question posed was, what are you here to do? Me to Matt Steele. Listen,
1: Matt Steele is never allowed to push any buttons (laughs) when we're doing all of this podcasting, twitching, video recording and everything. So I sit here patiently and wait for Matt Palmer to push all the buttons. I don't think not. And sometimes he starts the podcast and I'm like, you forgot to push the camera button. And (laughs) he's just like, oh. I don't think not allowed is right. I
0: think you could if you wanted to. Stand up and press that red button. You have a camera. The computer, the podcast. I can't even stand up. I ha- I have to stand up. I'm in the same it's, position my, you my are. My phone
1: is in my lap. I can't stand up. It'll fall.
0: Okay. Well, these sound like excuses to me. And some of us are trying to make content. And sometimes you got to, you know, make the effort to do so. I'm so. making
1: content. Yeah? I'm sitting here and looking. I'm the visual of the content. I'm the visual <laughs> component. I'm a visual
0: component. Do you think I'm a ghost, bitch? Like, well, I'm also here. But like, I'm the visual. I don't know what part that of the means. context people not, are like yes I don't think that's right <laughs> I just don't think that. oh wait also this is unrelated your brother published book published author soon yes he, what can
1: I say the steel Hello. brothers I mean not soon it's literally summer of 2023 that hey. his book is coming out but hey that's before the uh wicked movie I bet I <laughs> probably
0: <laughs> so good for him shout out to Mike Steele yeah amazing things we love that
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another 2Gay Mats Podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And another week has gone on. We are in the heat. We are starting to get warm in Los Angeles as opposed to like warm and then cold and then warm. I think we are in like spring turning into summer now.
0: I don't trust it. I'm gonna have to wait and see fully. Um because I just, you know, it's been going up and down so often. We had a heat wave that was hotter than this weeks ago. I just it, today was hot. Yes. Give, I'll give the weather that. that but have you checked
1: the weather like the next several days? It's supposed to be hot. Okay, It's supposed to be as hot as what everyone's looking at on their screens right now. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I mean, I think that's good. I am ready to break out some... Uh, warm weather clothing. You yes. know, I'm glad to have my florals back on, not have to worry about getting too chilly outside. Yes. I'm ready
1: to not have to constantly wash sweaters and like hang dry mm. them and let them air dry and everything. Cause that's exhausting. I feel like you do more hang drying than anyone I know. Yes. I got it. because I am like the number one clothes shrinker on the planet. Oh. I can do everything right. And yet the clothes still shrink. That sucks. It sucks. I think it's because like I have a long torso. I have mm. a very long torso. So no matter what, like clothes are always natural. Naturally, very short on my body, mm. and so even though like I'm a small person, like they're still sometimes short. So like if they shrink the tiniest little bit, I'm screwed. So like anything that says like try to not put this in the dryer, really I'm won't. like nope. And it's just got wet clothes in my room, air drying for it feels like centuries. <laughs> we have very different proportions body wise because I have a very short
0: torso. Uh, I'm all legs. Oh.
1: That privilege.
0: I don't know that I I feel like it's always a grass is greener moment because I'm always like, I wish I was just like more evened out because I feel like if I wear my shirt tucked in, it looks like they're like, I'm Urkel and they're up to here, you know? Ooh, <laughs> And okay. that's not the vibe I want. But okay. you know what? It's about self-love. And I've learned to love my long-legged body.
1: It's I'm sure you look <laughs> wonderful naked. Okay. Thanks. I've never seen it. You haven't, I,
0: which I think is a solid for two friends who've been friends for 12 years and yeah, live together. We've never
1: we lived together for like a decade and never yes. had an accidental like. I know. Walk, well, because like I, the only time I'm naked is like in my bathroom or right. my bedroom. Like I don't walk into the living room. Naked. Right. And like,
0: we've never shared a bathroom. We've never shared a bathroom. Yes. I hadn't shared yeah. a bathroom in years actually before I moved into oh, this place. Oh, I would place. never share a
1: bathroom anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Even if you are moving in with a man. Oh, with a man, yeah, with yes. like a boyfriend yeah, slash yeah. husband slash, you know, sugar daddy if they're out there. Um, I love that you're still
0: open to sugar daddies. Hey, you
1: know, these are trying times. The economy, you know. Hey,
0: Netflix knows. Netflix
1: knows. Netflix <laughs> is struggling out there and so am I. Netflix and I both need a sugar daddy. That's true. Um, Come
0: on, sugar daddy. Honey, right. That's a lover boy reference. If any young children listening, that was back in 2001. Yes, right? the hot single. number two hit. It was a hot number two hit <laughs> discounted to. 69 cents and still didn't beat bootylicious. That was an a bad day for us lambs. It what are you really going to do?
1: Matt Palmer, how was your week? My oh you're asking me first. I oh am. my god,
0: first time for everything. Uh my week was good. Uh I spent more time with my mom who was still in town for a bit more and so uh it was but it was like her last couple of days in town, she's very much like, we've done a lot. We've seen all the getties, We went to Huntington Gardens. I just want to lie down. And it's like, you know what? We can do that. Yeah. And so we like ate some food from the neighborhood, this place called Dune across the way. We had that uh, her last night. Drove her to the airport at 11 on Tuesday and dropped her off and then had the rest of my work week. Which like, I will say, I'm not a person that generally lets the day job work like infect their life. Mm-hmm. But... I went to a party, a very fun party that Janie and I and our friend Glenn planned where we were inviting uh, several people who date men. And we were all coming. You're supposed to come with your best stories of like bad dates or bad relationships you've been in. And we were going to do like a Mad- March Madness style bracket. Mm. where We all vote on who had the worst date or boy that was in their life and like, okay. as it goes on. And so that was really fun. But before I actually got to the party, I was with Jackson. I was like, I'm in a terrible mood. I just worked an extra hour at work. Uh-huh. It was stressful. It was hectic. And again, I generally am like, work ends right at the time it ends. And like, I don't really care. But like, you also want to do a good job. So it was just hard. But then that party
1: turned my mood around. We okay. loved that. Who won? Who won for the worst well, day? Our
0: co-host, Glenn. All right, Glenn. <laughs> I can't give too many details, but uh, she won. She, she won. won. She okay. I didn't even get into the final four, which I was shocked about. Congratulations. I would thank the Wiccan would have done it. Oh, that was a date. <laughs> that was a date. Yeah. But anyways, uh, on Saturday, our, friends Cam, uh, had, our friend Cam had a house. Oh, it was a birthday party at his new place, which was like nine minutes away from me driving, which was great. So I went mm-hmm. to that, saw some friends, then went to a uh, Parnesdale Park. Janie has like a park sunset hang and so we did that. She has that once a month. We did that and that was lovely. Then I came back here, slept, did my laundry
1: today. and You also had live Twitched yourself uh, composing a a piece of music. That is true. Which I I watched the whole time. That's so (laughs)
0: nice. Yes, I went on Twitch and uh, recorded a song that I needed to write a second verse for and it was just a, a nice kind of fun thing that I don't think You know, I feel like people do stuff like that on Twitch and I I need to get used to the idea of sometimes people on Twitch, like for the podcast, you're supposed to be talking the whole time because Mm -hmm. like that's the medium for Twitch. They people people just watch and chat and like watch you do your shit and like kind of interact and it's yeah. fine. But I'm like, am I creating dead air? Like, is this a problem? So. And it's
1: so funny because like we were on you know the Twitch like chatting with each other and everything as Matt Palmer was like troubleshooting something <laughs> and he was like, why is this? Why? why do you hear that? That sounds that sounds horrible. Da, da, da. Like something was wrong, I guess with something. And, and we were all just like, it sounds fine to us. I don't know. <laughs> it
0: yeah. was nice to work together. But no, Matt Steele, how was your week?
1: My week was very fun. Yes. I worked. I could not go to either party because I Ooh. work during the weekends um but I I'm and sad that I missed them but I did go to a birthday extravaganza oh my. Uh, for my future new roommate Travis yes. um his birthday is in November November 11th and so me and my like other three coworkers, you know, the four of us always kind of like go somewhere for each other's birthdays. Yeah. And we kind of had been putting off Travis's birthday for a while. So we finally got to Travis's birthday. Because of the COVID, because of Omicron or something? No, just just because we're lazy. (laughs) And, uh, and so we finally got to, and so, you know, everyone picks where they want to go for their birthday. And so Travis picked Outback Steakhouse. Oh my. Travis is a vegetarian. So he picked Outback Steakhouse because he thought it would be funny (laughs) For him to go to Outback Steakhouse for his birthday as a vegetarian, but do they have things on the menu for him to eat? They have little sides. Oh, he just like, Lord. Ate a bunch of, like he just wanted a bloomin' onion, honestly. <laughs> and so the rest of us just like ate so much meat. And like I don't eat that much meat, so mm. I was constipated and so anyway it was it was a really fun we pigged out like you wouldn't believe and it was so funny there was one moment um, me and Travis got on to the topic of the movie the kids are all right as Mm. you know gays do when they're out to dinner with their straight lady roommates and you know the two girls had never seen the kids are all right so we were acting it out at the table and Travis got to the part where Julianne Moore is sitting there like smoking a cigarette and she just goes oh Paul I'm gay (laughs) and uh, as that happened <laughs> a, a woman waitress came up to the table to drop something off mm. and stood there and Travis just went oh Paul I'm gay <laughs> and the woman just looked at him and just stared at him and just went oh Paul I'm trans and walked away <laughs> queen yes she I was a queen her. and then she came and sang happy birthday to Travis and gave Mariah glitter era vocals and that's lovely
0: oh my gosh that was a very fun weekend yeah she's
1: very fun we followed her on Instagram her name is she LaVon mm. she Word, she, yes. and LaVon. At first, I thought she was saying Sheila Vaughn, and it's like, no, she, she LaVon. LaVon. All right. Yeah. Well, so happy
0: she, very late birthday to Travis as well. I know. I mean, I guess if we're doing that. Yeah,
1: and then uh Thursday, you came over, recorded a bunch of Two Gay Matt stuff that mm-hmm. we ended up not being able to use yes. because uh the autofocus on the camera was messing up, yes. and so we have to... Rerecord some stuff. Hey. I, th- so the couch reveal is coming, guys. It is we, we
0: have filmed it and the couch itself looks great. It's just the intro moment. The that intro is very moment. blurry. So we'll have the intro. We'll record it after this probably. Let's sure, be serious. Why not? <laughs> um well that's great. So I I'm
1: trying to should we just dive into the news for idiots? Let's go. I'm ready. Okay, so we have a couple of pieces of news here. Okay. Um, so but the, it was a piece of news compared to news.
0: Um, just, you know, just different stories just within the news.
1: Less exciting?
0: I mean, I don't think it's less exciting. I think you're mincing words.
1: Okay. Okay? Okay, we'll all make right. it exciting.
0: We're going to make it really good. So I assume we all have heard <laughs> or seen the video of Lord singing Ryder in the Dark from Melodrama. I think it was actually at her Melodrama tour back in like 2017 or uh-huh. something. And she decides that she wants to just leave the mic on the stand and walk around the stage and sing the song. But since she's doing that, she needs it to be quiet and so that <laughs> everyone can hear her. But if you're at a concert, if you've ever been to a concert, you want to sing along to the song that you know and have been listening to and all of this. And people start singing along with her and she shushes them and it's truly... <laughs>
1: the funniest thing you've ever seen it's so funny the way she shushes them is so aggressive she's just like no 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 like you can tell that's her inner monologue going like shut up shut the fuck up shut the fuck
0: up and I've seen a compilation video of her doing this at different stops like at different points during Rider in the Dark and it's just like it also is so funny in the clip because no shade I love Lord I love melodrama as we know but like is she giving us 1993 Whitney Houston vocals that you really need to listen to absolutely not okay (laughs) So she's like kind of squeaking the song out, which is cute and good and matching. She's very emotionally invested. Very emotionally invested. But like if you were at the, I feel like if I was at the concert and I was shushed and then that was the
1: audio that was given back to me, (laughs) I'd be like,
0: girl, (laughs) you should have let me keep singing. (laughs) Like, (laughs) don't worry,
1: I got this, girl. Truly. Um, I think it's, well, honestly, like as a musical theater girl myself and like as a musical theater performer, if I was performing a concert, I'd be like, why the fuck is everyone singing? (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, I'd shush everyone from the the and I started. Right, but you didn't sing Royals
0: and haven't been on tour since you were 13 or whatever. I mean, it's a cute idea. I get what she's trying to do. It just truly is so funny. I, she yeah. had she wound up responding to it. I think she's on tour now. And she talked about how she's become like the villain of Twitter because of this <laughs> video that went around. And she's like, I was just being melodramatic. It was the name of the album. Like don't think too hard about it. But it did give me a chuckle. The video oh, just makes me laugh. It's
1: just so funny. It's great.
0: So if you haven't seen it, I would advise you to look on Twitter or I I assume it started as a tiktok that made its way to twitter but either way makes me laugh really brought my week up uh, melodrama <laughs> era what a great era! what a great i mean what i a, mean i feel like we just <laughs> always veer into what a great album melodrama is but it's still true um so there is some news for rihanna's uh baby's father mm-hmm. he um was reportedly arrested at lax after flying in on a private jet from barbados and he was arrested in connection with a november twenty. 21 shooting i believe that someone passed away in
1: oh i didn't know that was the, oh i
0: think that's what happened and it is uh unfortunate i believe he he's out now he's supposed to bail or whatever it is i hope that there's, there's no connection here i don't know much about asap rocky i know that he is a very handsome man i know he told black women not to wear red lipstick which was fucked up and i know this and i know that rihanna you know that he's with rihanna i just want good things for rihanna and mm. Rihanna's baby. And that baby. That baby yeah. doesn't deserve to have an ASAP Rocky like causing all these problems for you know them and their mother. So I just, you know, I hope everything that should happen happens and that the legal system does something right for once. And I hope that he didn't do
1: this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, no. It's just... He's got a baby on the way. It's like, like, can let's
0: Rihanna not just have like a lovely, wonderful pregnancy <laughs> where she's just wearing her skimpy outfits and being like, I'm not buying maternity clothes because I'm going to like serve a look no matter what my body looks like? Like, that should be all highs. You know, she's yeah. doing everything right. Why the man is always bringing the person down. Let's be serious.
1: You know, maybe, hey, maybe she should try out Pete Davidson. Apparently, he's a very <laughs> lovely boyfriend. He is
0: not available. <laughs> he's very much with Kim Kardashian. Is that
1: going to, how long? Ah! I, I mean, I just, wish them the best. Of course. You know, I we hope, wish that, them all I the hope that they have fine happiness and last forever. But like, if they don't, right. Like, you know, I, it seems like he's a a gentle lover and a I, kind soul. I don't know if I want
0: that for her. <laughs> I think we could find someone else. Do you want someone
1: as associated with a shooting?
0: I would like someone on
1: Rihanna's level, which is an impossible task. It's true, you know as Mariah mean? said, "fucking nobody." I know who, who is who uh, is worthy, worthy of is Rihanna. Fucking th- fucking nobody. nobody. So.
0: If nothing else, the child will be beautiful. Thank you, ASAP, for your part in that. And hopefully it comes out that you had no connection to this. Okay. okay. Maybe we can
1: be like the adoptive surrogate fathers yes. of the child. Yes.
0: I'm sure the child will love two gay men.
1: We'll be the live-in nannies. And we'll just scream like, where's your mom's album? <laughs> yeah, Go, go, go to <laughs> your, go your mom to and, and your tell her that you want an album. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> we really like that. Um, and I feel like we were just talking about this artist, but Kendrick Lamar announced that he is releasing his new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers on May
1: 13th. Good. Give it album of the year at the Grammys. Let's yes, go. Honestly. He's deserved it for God knows how long.
0: Anything that gets in the album of the year and gets him to fucking perform at every award show mm. because it's always the highlight. I should probably, I haven't listened to the, because you listened to Damn and you listened to. To, uh, to Pimba Butterfly. To Pimba Butterfly. Yeah. I, maybe I should listen in preparation for this new album. Oh, because, To Pimba
1: Butterfly is like, Really? That shit's good. Yeah. All right. And Damn is great too, but like To Pimba Butterfly that's the <laughs> yeah, one yeah who did he lose album of the year that year to, i oh, wonder taylor, taylor oh, 1989 well
0: that's a good album too. <laughs> uh i know you don't watch housewives okay. but i just have to this let... is where i take my break you don't <laughs> so I, I take courtney my, my, take your break my water break <laughs> <laughs> no this is good you'll be happy to hear this but real housewives of potomac star ashley darby who if you've listened to me squawk about the show in past seasons he is the person that um pinched the bottoms of the male crew members uh, several years. Like, I think in season two, it came out in season four. He was being charged with some sort of crime associated with this. Uh, It then came out on video in season one, a video of him pinching a producer's bottom after he vehemently denied this. He has cheated on her publicly multiple times. Mm -hmm. And actually something that you will, if you've watched the show, you'll remember from the show, is I think back in 2017, they renegotiated their um, prenup Which basically was like, okay, if I stay with you for five more years, I get half. She did this on camera. Five years later, it's 2022. And suddenly, (laughs) they are separated.
1: Okay. And you
0: know, if you haven't watched the show, it'll sound like this is mean but this is the best news i heard all week. <laughs> this man is a monster, is a demon, like i needed him off our television screens and out of her life cuz like she had no argument when people would come like she's getting in a fight with one of the women. It's just such an easy thing to be like, "Well, what about your husband?" Yeah. <laughs> what about cuz he says there's so much on that rap sheet of like why he is the worst man on the planet. Mm-hmm. And so i'm happy that they have called it quits. They have two lovely sons that they have, you know, in their statement to bravotv.com, they're going to co-parent to together and have love and respect for each other etc cetera, etc cetera. okay but a disconnect
1: yes sometimes is a great thing. get yourself a pete davidson, <laughs> I, love I, look up at pete davidson. I mean there are other men he's in kind the of world just like the the biggest example of like a nice famous boyfriend at this moment
0: i don't know i'm gonna keep in, i'm gonna think during the break because i can't have that be the world we're living in i because it's like i don't mind pete davidson he seems fine but like that being the bar is tough for me.
1: I mean, maybe you should try dating him. I'm maybe like you'll see sad. What, what
0: everyone's all, I'm all sad. You know, excited about. I mean,
1: uh, I don't know. I, I bet just... he's a great to chat with uh, is, like a would post-coital you, da- if chat. This, um,
0: you? Would you date Pete
1: Davidson? Yeah. what? I mean, if he like bought me dinner, you know, I'm looking for a sugar daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, this is strange. <laughs> um, I love this quote. Just it's honestly just a quote more than it is a story. But Julie Roberts has revealed why she stopped doing romantic comedy. Oh I didn't
1: read this. Did you not? No. You know what she says? What? Nothing's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, there hasn't been like a romantic comedy movie that has really like had a chokehold on the right. movie industry in a while. Like, right. I feel like rom com. We're not in the era of the rom com at right.
0: And if it is a rom com, it's kind of like a, a raunchier slant. Like, I remember Trainwreck was a very big deal when it came yes. out, yes. and films like that. Um, and I feel like even like a Knocked Up kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. but they're just like a little more R rated. Well, but
1: I consider Trainwreck to be not so much a. It is a romantic comedy, but yeah. like it's more so like a. Amy Schumer wrote it as a showcase, it's a comedian showcase, mm, I feel okay. more so than like a oh, this production company wants to produce this rom com, let's get a famous woman in it. Julia Roberts, you know right. as opposed to that sort of
0: Oh, thing. Price of Fame on the Twitch says Crazy Rich Asians might be the last big uh rom com. I would say so. Probably. That makes sense. Oh what a what a film. That I mean was. that's a great movie. And yeah. I guess Julia Roberts would not have been right for that. <laughs>
1: Would not have I, do, I don't think there's a part for no. her in there. You know, She's a, a versatile actress, but... Not that versatile, not that versatile. She's She's no Scarlett Johansson.
0: <laughs> that's true. We've all said it. Uh, so her quote is, people sometimes misconstrue the amount of time that's gone by that I haven't done a romantic comedy as my not wanting to do one. If I had read something that I thought was uh, Notting Hill level of writing or my best friend's wedding level of madcap fun, I would do it. They didn't exist until this movie I just did that old Parker wrote and directed.
1: Oh, so oh, there's coming.
0: Oh, I did, didn't even see that. Okay. It's called Ticket to Paradise, which also stars George Clooney, Caitlyn
1: mm. Deaver, and Billy Lord. Okay. That oh, was, Billy Lord. You love her. I you? love her. Oh my god, she's so funny. Was she in
0: Trainwreck? She was like the... No, she she was, she was a,
1: a book smart. Book smart. She was excuse the. Me, yes. I don't even know how to describe her character. Just the the character. She was quite a character. She was a, I That's all she her. was was a character. She was a and freaking it was great. character.
0: <laughs> all right. So uh, the film is about a divorced couple that teams up and travels to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they did twenty five years ago. It does not have a release date
1: yet. I think that's a fun concept. It is fun. It's a very cute concept.
0: I want to I see Bali. In <laughs> Let's the big go screen. to Bali, guys. Let's go to Bali.
1: Let's go to Bali. All right. Um. Do you have feelings about Bill Murray?
0: Because I know uh, you're a Steve Martin person.
1: I love Steve Martin. Yes. Uh Bill Murray, uh not over I mean, he's you know, I know he had some something this week. Yes. some appar- inappropriate behavior. Apparently this week. the
0: Being Mortal production was suspended due to a complaint about Bill Murray's inappropriate behavior. Um and this was oh, by the way, Aziz Ansari's directorial debut and it's like, Woo oh. let's get all the problematic men in one thing, huh, shouldn't we? The film stars us. Uh, Aziz Ansari, Seth Rogen, Bill Murray, and Kiki Palmer. Oh, Kiki was affected? Shit, that sucks. Um, Original Porch was that production company was shut down during filming after an investigation of a complaint was made about one of the actors. The reports made it clear that the complaint was not about (laughs) Ansari. Rude. Imagine being that person. It's like, if ever there's a complaint, they have to be like, don't worry, it wasn't Matt Steele. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't him who received the complaint. Um... And But this also goes back to, I think, Lucy Liu confirmed a long-standing rumor that Bill Murray insulted her and antagonized yes, her on the Charlie's this. Angels. Yes, yeah. I remember And that I think she slapped him or something.
1: Oh, did she? Um, but, and then he wasn't in the second Charlie's Angels movie. So... I forgot yeah, I totally forget the details of that whole thing. But yeah, I, I mean I, I don't know enough of Bill Murray's work outside of like Lost in Translation enough. Right. Um yeah, so I I mean I wish everyone the best who was involved. <laughs> I, I
0: And also when something like that happens and they shut the production down, does that mean that it's down for good? Like does oh, that mean I the film's know. not going to get completed
1: I mean I'm sh- I the thing is like if they were still in the process of shooting I am and I imagine it has some sort of budget like mm. they can recast really quickly and, oh yeah like they did with that Kevin Spacey um, yeah all the money in the yeah, world I mean Christopher Plummer's not around anymore but like right. you could prop him up mm. oh don't do that bring bring, <laughs> bring Christopher Plummer back we'll
0: find someone else
1: okay I'm available
0: truly could be Steve Martin hey <laughs> let's go honestly he's unproblematic right he was great on 30 Rock I feel like I always say that but that is the only thing I've seen Steve Martin in
1: Really? Yeah. You've never seen uh Father you've seen Parenthood, my favorite movie of all time. Did I, watch I made it with you, you watch it on my birthday. I don't remember that. Oh my god. Well nice. we have to watch it again, I, I guess. guess. So. You've never seen Father of the Bride. I have not. You've never seen The Jerk? No. Oh my I'm God. Sorry. Steve Martin is just a king, a king, all a right. king. We love that. Okay, so
0: what happened to Netflix? We were talking about it in the Twitch chat earlier but apparently the stock has freefalled after a subscriber loss and this is the first time in a decade that the company has reported a subscriber loss a loss of of 200,000 subscribers during its quarterly earnings call. So that's just Q1 2022. As a result, its stock took a freefall and us being, you know, big stock heads. Yeah, <laughs> We're totally. We're really interested about we've this. Got,
1: we've got coin in Netflix. Is that it, how you phrase it?
0: Yeah, sure. No, I, no. I believed you. Oh, um, thank you.
1: I am an actor.
0: Uh, It dropped 35% and it's, it's at its lowest value in four years. And then I read this on top of reports that uh, Netflix has spent $30 million an episode on The Stranger Things Season 4. Oh,
1: wow. And I feel
0: like they do this for certain shows and then for other shows they just completely cancel them unceremoniously like
1: Babysitter's Club. And it's like, Guys, something's a mess. Something's a skew. I mean, hey, it's a it's a but the thing is like if Netflix, you know, drops so suddenly now, like Netflix is like the first like big streaming platform to become like such a staple in society. Like is this a trajectory that like other streaming platforms can soon follow? I mean I I is, is this the beginning of not the end, but like is this the beginning of like sort of the decline of the sort of chokehold, I'll say chokehold again on that streaming platforms have on? I think no. (laughs) I
0: think it could be the decline. It's just like Netflix for a long time was the only option. It almost is like there are so many options now. Things are getting diversified that, you know, if your shit that you love on Netflix either isn't there anymore because it's moving to Hulu or Paramount Plus or wherever, or the thing, the original content you really loved gets canceled unceremoniously, I could see you canceling. I yeah. think what they're going to try to do is crack down on, like, sharing of passwords and shit. And I'm like, sure. please don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, come on. I mean. We have so many streaming services. You're going to make us all pay for each one? It's very hard. Like, I always wonder if the streaming services are going to, like, start, like, bundling Like, all together. Which will just end up being cable again. Which will just be cable. Yeah. You know, so. It could happen. I don't know. I'm not a businessman, but. what's Not a businessman? I know, shocker. I'm not a
0: millionaire. (laughs) All right. Well, there's a rumor that Adele has dumped her entire creative team for the Las Vegas residency and hired a new one.
1: Oh. So,
0: I think things, okay. Hey, that means a couple things. That means Uh that maybe there were some head bumping between artist and company. Okay. It also means that this thing is really in the works. I don't think she ever announced new dates after she postponed it, which I think is fair because it's like, let's get the new dates solidified before we make an announcement. Yeah. Um, but I the rumor that I hear floating about is that it's going to be this summer, uh that it comes back up, but it's like, is that enough time? Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be cuz she was doing it in chunks, right? I think so. I mean, that first weekend, she canceled that one the night before the show, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then it just never happened.
0: Yeah, they have postponed it. And, oh, and they postponed
1: it indefinitely. Indefinitely.
0: Not oh, in
1: so maybe if there were problems, if there are problems now, maybe there were problems then as well, which made them instead of being like, oh, we're postponing for a week or right. a month or whatever. Maybe that's, that's what like made them be like, indefinite. we're postponing indefinitely. Totally. Wow. So they're just doing a whole new show. I, mean, I Ooh, guess that's we'll see. Money. It's a lot
0: of money. I hope that uh, that per- that girl who has tried to see Adele nine times on TikTok and it's gotten oh. canceled every time, I hope she gets to go. Give that's all I ticket. really want.
1: She deserves all the finer things in she life. Really she does. deserves the Adele tickets. She deserves Pete Davidson. Oh my God, does. get off this.
0: <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but I don't like it. I don't like it. All right. Lastly, uh, this is a little random, but... Chris Applebaum, who I believe is the director of Britney's iconic Overprotected Remix video, has revealed on Instagram that Justin Timberlake actually sent Britney a breakup text while they're in the middle of shooting that video. And Britney, of course, continued on and finished the video. And that, to me, is one of her most underrated and most amazing videos of all time. Mm. And maybe that fire from that text message breakup she received is what prompted it.
1: Because that dance break
0: is amazing. The limo scene is amazing. Just like the, I mean, obviously the outfits were planned beforehand, but like, there's fire in the eyes there, you know? Okay. So also it's just like you could break up at, at least over the phone. Oh, if you're I mean, a celebrity and you've been together that long, you knew this girl as a child,
1: we're doing a text message breakup. Yeah, I mean, I'm furious. Of course. Especially because like not only like has have you been dating for a long time. Right. Like your your relationship is so public. Incredibly public. Like you are the most and public relationship. And you're about to build
0: your whole solo career off of the demise of this relationship. Yeah, so you could at least text. get her on the phone.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, mm, I'm, it's okay. She found happiness. She did. She's pregnant. That's the thing. Am I, am
0: I I re mad about something that happened in 2000? And I don't know. You can be.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The answer is yes. It's true. Absolutely, We are. We are. We are mad forever. We are gays and we are mad for (laughs) our girls forever. We hold grudges over our girls. Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. There are people we will never forgive. Never. Mm.
0: Um, so is there any other news for idiots that I might have missed this week? I don't think you so. You don't think so? Okay, well let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more 2 Gay mats the podcast. Now they've been done. Okay, pushed.
1: now all the buttons have been pushed. I thought they were all pushed before. But <laughs> they weren't cuz you know Matt Palmer needs to learn how to do his job.
0: I'd like it to be pointed out that everyone is against you in the Pete Davidson of it all in the chat wow. and so I want this to be noted that like they may have been against me for shortbread, but shortbread's less upsetting than well, Pete Davidson.
1: Well fine, I'm going rogue. <laughs> great I'm going to be pushing my own buttons from now on Uh, and I will be doing my own email my hearts from now on which is the section of the podcast where we are now at you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two game at gmail.com to spell T.W.O. or you can comment on this YouTube video if you are watching this podcast on YouTube or if like this week there's only one question that we got you can join us on Twitch live every Sunday night at 630 p.m. Pacific time and maybe ask a question there we got some of those because we were like, hey guys, we only got one email. My heart. <laughs> um, so the email that we got was from Durga, our good friend. Uh, says two words, Matts. Two words, killing Eve. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's incis- it's incisive and captivating. Oh. And. Uh Villanelle is so wholly fascinating. Have you seen it? And if so, what did you guys think? I also saw Coda and The Morning Show recently, and I was completely blown away by both. I feel like all of these projects are just testaments to the amazing pieces of television slash films that get created when you give women in Hollywood resources and a real shot. Did you have any shows or movies that you saw that blew you away in a similar fashion? So I guess meaning uh, things that are directed by or show ran mm-hmm. by women. Uh, uh, XO Durga P.S. I was listening to last week's pod obviously and found out Matt Palmer's first name is Daryl you look true. like such a Matt though
0: I, that is true and I agree I don't feel like a Daryl and that's why we're two gay Matts.
1: I mean like if I knew you as a Daryl from day one right. I would be like no you're a Daryl <laughs> but like that's how these things work it's true we know him as we met him as a Matt he will therefore die as a Matt I,
0: in our hearts Thank. I can't wait to die in your hearts well hey but. when I
1: when I go rogue and you'd flop when you go under like Netflix <laughs>
0: Don't, I don't foresee going under like Netflix. But again, do you have to an answer to the question you've seen oh, the pilot of Killing Eve? I I yes? have seen
1: the pilot of yes. Killing Eve. Okay. Yes. Um and I remember really liking it mm-hmm. a lot. I remember um oh uh, well, obviously Sandra Oh is amazing in everything, but oh what's um the leading girl's name? The blonde I don't girl. Know oh god, she's she was in uh, the last duel. Just talk about her I'll look it up. Um she's Utterly fantastic, and I remember, like with all TV shows, where I see the pilot because my friends sit me down and make me watch the pilot. They're like Jody uh, Comer, Jody Comer, brilliant, amazing performance in that pilot. Um, but like all pilots that I see because my friends sit me down and are like, watch this pilot. I love it, and I'm like, yes, I should watch this, and then I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have never seen Killing Eve but I've been reading like a lot of articles about people being upset with the finale. People I think there was some sort of and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's in the middle of watching but I feel like people found the ending for such a show that had such a moment especially at the beginning and like how interestingly it was written that the finale was really predictable and really like quickly done and like fast tied up in a very fast way so people were not happy about that mm. I think the original writer of Killing Eve even came out and said they didn't like it ah. so I don't know I feel like there's a lot to be discussed about the finale for people but I've heard good things Sandra Oh is an icon and I've Jodie Comer I've heard so many good things about as far as women directed and show ran things uh, you know that I am the world's biggest insecure Stan. I am mm. <laughs> currently the world's biggest Abbott Elementary Stan, and Thirty Rock raised me. So those are the first like three lady show ran shows, and I don't know that well created. I know that Issa Rae created the show, and uh, Quinta created her show. I I don't know who's show running them, but the ladies being in charge and having their vision being realized clearly connects a lot with me. So yeah, love them.
1: I mean, hey, like like women directors are. Always amazing. I am, as I've talked about in this podcast, the biggest Penny Marshall stan you will ever meet. To me, she is just like one of the great directors who just makes movies that are just so up my alley, just like funny movies that are incredibly funny but have heart as well. So like A League of Their Own to me is just top tier cinema. She also did Big. She also did Awakenings. Wow. I, and I'm just like, you know, thinking of women directors now. I mean, there's Jane Campion who won the Oscar this year for, you know, after... She it's so deserved that she needs a Best Director Oscar so I'm happy she finally won. She has things like The Piano and Portrait of a Lady and everything. She won this year of course for The Power it's of the It's too dog. bad she hates Serena and Venus. Wow. <laughs> it's really too bad. Um And uh, I mean like this year you also have uh, uh, Greta Gerwig. I mean Lady Bird is just fantastic. Oh. And her Little Women is, uh, her Little Women is just so beautiful. I like tear up whenever I think about wow, her Little Wow, my God! You need to see her Little Women. It's amazing. Obviously, there's, you know, the Ava DuVernay's with yeah. uh, Selma and everything. The Catherine Bigelow's. The, I loved the movie in 2010, Winter's Bone. Mm. I believe her name is Deborah Granick was the director. Okay. I loved Winter's Bone. And wait, did Olivia Wilde direct Booksmart? Did she, like, Olivia write? Wilde, she uh, the I Booksmart? believe she directed okay. Booksmart as well. Oh, great. Um, 2019, my favorite movie of that year was The Farewell also directed by a woman Amy Heckerling I think is also an amazing director look who's talking Mm. Uh, again with the you know funny movies with heart that's that, you that's love her. that. She also directed Clueless which I when I was younger I would watch Clueless mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, I love this. This is great and everything." But then uh, right before Devo started, Ryan the director and I we, you know, sat down and watched just a ton of teen movies, um like teen comedies and we watched Clueless and this was my first time watching Clueless with like a director's eye kind mm-hmm. of and seeing th- the shots and everything and just watching Clueless, it is so well directed. Oh. Wow. Like, brilliant, brilliant. I need brilliant. to rewatch. All the characters. Like an amazing thing that about Clueless is like there are characters that literally have maybe like 10 lines total. Mm. But because they're like everywhere throughout the movie and their presence is so specific and their characters are so fleshed out and everything, mm-hmm. you feel like they have a bigger parts than they do. Wow. Like the character of Amber, you know, the redhead, the yeah. villain. She has no lines in that movie <laughs> really? but yet like her outfits and her performance and the shot the edits cutting to her are mm. so like thought out and distinct that you're just like oh no she has a million lines sure. like, it's so like big Amy Heckling fan and I could go on forever the director of Boys Don't Cry which is a movie I love like there are great women directors out there. I mean, everywhere. of course. Hello. I yeah. feel like
0: that's just a theme in the art that we are drawn to. I and mean, usually there are a lot of women involved yes. <laughs> and women at the helm. Yes. Um, so okay, we got a couple of other um, questions in the Twitch stream, uh, but there was a question uh, from Sailor D fifty two. Big question. What were your thoughts on such pretty forks in the road uh, that Alanis Morissette album that I believe came out in 2019? I don't know. We I'll were, we were
1: in the the new apartment. Were we quarantined yet? No, we weren't quarantined. All right, it yet, was no. 2020. Oh, it was 2020. Yeah, it was July 2020. Oh, it was July. oh, so we were quarantined. We time. were. Never mind. It's, um, time means nothing in <laughs> quarantine. time. It's true. And yeah.
0: okay, I feel like this is being asked because I very, I was very vocal about how much I liked the pre-release tracks because they were so fucking good. I really love smiling. Oh. Uh, I love reasons I drink. I love diagnosis. And when the album came out, I found that this is one of the few times that I felt that while every right choice was made in the pre-release tracks that the album itself was like oh so the you you made the right choices here but there's nothing else of this caliber really on the record okay. I think of the songs that I had not heard Ablaze I think was my favorite and it's grown on me a bit like losing the plot I like Reckoning I like Sandbox Love is just so sing-songy and I even forget the chorus but it's like uh, I think it's like, awkward as fuck. And then every line is as fuck. And it's like, Atlantis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's kind of funny. It's
0: a little funny. I just, as the album gets on, it, it just the highlights were all given to us besides a blaze before the album came out. But I think smiling especially is so fucking excellent. I love that. She included it in the musical for "Jagged little pill. Oh yeah. Even though obviously it's on that album, the album itself, I think left a little bit to be desired, but I do think it was like, it had great moments. And I feel like that album before that I don't even remember the name of, and I think she just recently put on streaming. That was more of an independent record. Uh, had fewer offerings that i was interested in okay so H- havoc I've...
1: and bright lights which was 2012 shit S- such pretty forks in the road um i didn't listen to all of it i listened to some of it but i distinctly remember being like oh i really like a blaze
0: so, oh a blaze yeah. is so cute and it's, it's about our kids i
1: know and that's like a song about kids and sometimes you know if someone writes a song about their kids you get a I know. tiny hand <laughs> and you're kind of just like what right uh but a blaze is just like oh no this is very good like yeah. this is great it's great yeah. Uh, another question was from Michael
0: Smith, who says, who's going to play the both of us in the Two Gay Mats movie? I feel like there were some people voting for you for um, Michael Yuri and also Billy Lord.
1: <laughs> oh, Billy Lord. <laughs> Give me Billy Lord.
0: <laughs> Do you have any other people that you could imagine? I mean, I assume you want to play you in the movie, Mariah.
1: <laughs> um, I could play you and you can play me. No,
0: <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I don't think that's good. I'm
1: versatile. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have a high level plan of being um, that everybody hates Chris. Guy from uh, Abbott Elementary for uh, for uh, Halloween, which that's may or may not happen, but I think he would do a good job. He would do he very would do a good job. job. Yeah. I mean, if we're doing Dream Casting, of course Michael B. Jordan, if he's available, I feel like he might need to like you know beef up a little bit for the role. You exactly. Know? Yeah, <laughs> he might need to be a little more handsome. Billy um, Lord, you don't have to do nothing. <laughs> you just you can to you come, can come eat as you whatever, are.
1: Come as you are. Don't even do your hair. Mm. It like just come and just talk. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, that'll be
0: me. I also don't know what the plot of that movie would even be. Would it just be like we would be living our lives and then meet each other right at the very end?
1: It'll be us trying to figure out Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> and like figuring that out why uh, sometimes the it doesn't work on your computer yeah, or something. Yeah, but hey, it's working today. It's and working we today. That. We have not had an abrupt stop Oh Love yet. when
0: we don't have abrupt stops. Uh, yeah. But Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What? Has been giving you moments, darling.
1: So uh, we're going to the Broadway, all the way to New York oh, City. Oh wow! Where dreams come true, where the streets are paved with gold. Okay. Um. So a musical that won the twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one Pulitzer. We don't know how, how to consider it because COVID. You know, of course. Um. Is a musical called A Strange Loop, mm. and uh, it was an Off Broadway show, I believe playwrights horizons or the public maybe it was the public i forget okay um it originated there and everything and it was it was announced when they were announcing the Pulitzers that it won the pulitzer and it's very rare that a musical wins the pulitzer mm. uh so this was a very big deal and it made me be like oh i have to listen to this and of course it took me forever to finally listen to it but i finally <laughs> did uh it is a really great musical it is written by michael jackson Not Not that that Michael Jackson. Michael R. Jackson. Mm. There is a Michael Jackson musical on Broadway now. I don't foresee that winning the Pulitzer. Did you know that I got an email to audition for that?
0: What? For the Michael Jackson musical. It was like, do you want to send in a tape? And I was like, no, I can't dance. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I've talked so much shit about Michael Jackson these days. Like, I mean, could you imagine? I mean, we could erase the tapes. I mean, no. I, was, I got the email and I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not. I, can't, I truly cannot do it. And oh, no, I won't do it's it. It's
1: nice that someone in ah! here can get Broadway auditions. <laughs> <laughs> That is nice. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so it's written by a man named Michael R. Jackson. um, And it's funny. His handle is The Living Michael Jackson. Fair. It's so funny. (laughs) Um, And uh, so it's a sort of semi-autobiographical musical about what it's like to be a black, gay, um, overweight musical theater writer. Wow. (laughs) You know, which there are... You know, musical theater. I feel like compared to movies and television, is has had more progress in uh, performers, like black performers and everything. But For in sure. terms of producers, directors, writers, no, really, like it is. It's you know there are no you know super big names, especially in writing in the musical theater world. Um, and so. It's about him grab, it's sort of like Tick, Tick, Boom, <laughs> like oh, wow. like a Tick, Tick, Boom-ish, you know, a guy, and he desperately wants to be a musical theater writer. But um, what's different than Tick, Tick, Boom is he's just like, I I don't fit into the musical theater world, but also I don't fit into, you know, the worlds that, you know, my parents have expected for me, my parents, right. my friends, my family have set up for me as a black man because I am, not only am I black, not only am I queer, I am also very into musical theater and I just love my white girl music. Like (laughs) it's such an adorable concept and everything. And a thing that I love about it is the concept is the concept is it's a sort of like a one man show. Like it plays like a one man show, but there's an ensemble that, you know, acts out the different parts, Mm -hmm. but all of these different parts are, are like his thoughts. And so the person, the, the ensemble, it's like thought number one, thought number two and everything. That's their character names. And they play people like his mother or his father and everything, but they're not necessarily playing his mother, his father. Mm-hmm. He's they are playing like his idea or, and like the pressures put upon him by his mother and father. Right. So there are a lot of really introspective moments that can really only work in a one man or one woman show. And so that's why it's so smart the way he wrote it, as yeah. opposed to having these characters, other characters be really cemented and real and everything. Because when that when you get too introspective with that kind of stuff, then it can kind of be like, is this a think piece or what? But mm. because it plays as a one-man show, it works so brilliantly. And so it's very, very smart for him to do that. I think the music is really, really great. And it's a, it's a one-act musical. And there are such funny moments of... You know, his family being like, you know, why can't you just write a Tyler Perry musical, like a gospel play and everything? And he really goes after Tyler Perry. (laughs) He has no shame. He's just like, fuck, no, I'm not doing that. And like his agent (laughs) wants him to go straight for Tyler Perry. And Mm. there's one section where he writes this, he like tries to write this Tyler Perry musical and everything. And it's, it's so funny. And there are just so many different elements. Like it goes into his dating life and everything. And it, it's just wonderful. And the performance in the cast recording, it's the off-Broadway cast recording. And it was um, Larry Owens, I believe his name is, mm. who is in Abbott Elementary oh, right yeah. now. Absolutely. Um, and so he's because he's in Abbott Elementary, he's not playing the role on Broadway. I forget the actor's name who's playing the role on Broadway mm. right now. But um, it's a great cast recording. And anyone who loves musical theater, I suggest... You check it out. All right.
0: Yeah. Should I, I, I assume you read the synopsis
1: while you were of, listening. Why would you not? I just am making sure I no. didn't know maybe Always you were walking. Read the synopsis. Right. The thing is, I read the synopsis first Okay. and then I go out and I walk and I listen. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I I'm ex- I feel like that sounded great. That was a great pitch for that show. I oh, really want to listen to fantastic.
1: it. You fantastic. Okay. I feel like you would love it. Really? He's just, he's just like, oh, the inner white girl in me and it's like, oh. <laughs> 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 it's just adorable and funny and just touching All right. and you know, it's a lot of like, Self-acceptance and knowing that, you know, I, I won't get too deep into the ending and everything, but okay. they're really smart moments throughout, especially like around the end. All right. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, I am worried that every week I'm going to
0: have the same giving you moments for the next eight weeks. Hopefully I won't. But this week... The Real World New Orleans Homecoming premiered. And I must tell you, it is the most brilliant piece of television I've ever watched. Is it my nostalgia talking? Are we just saying I loved the original and of course I love the but new that's version. that's your nostalgia. Uh, that's just your nostalgia, you gotta say. Mm. Uh, that's a Mariah reference. Uh, but I cannot tell you how wonderful this cast is mostly. <laughs> and like the evolution of certain people. Like the evolution. There was this guy. If you know anything about the real old New Orleans, you know, come on, be my baby tonight by David, who was one of the cast members. It was like one of the first big, like viral at the time reality star songs. And he like he sang it on the Dave Chappelle show. Like it was like a big, hilarious deal. And he but he was on the show. We're watching the old version, too, while we watch the new one. Uh he's such a fucking asshole. He is all about mm. himself. He just is like self-involved and like like not helping out with the house, not helping out with their, you know, they had jobs in the real world and they were supposed to be like TV producers and he would like not be there for meetings weeks and weeks and weeks on end and they would come in and be like, no, we're not doing that. We're doing eight minutes of music right at the top mm. and like, you know, just like be a jerk and he comes in and he's like, I now go by Tokyo and he is the voice of fucking reason. Ooh. Like he is the most level-headed, sweet man you've ever met and it's like, and Mal- Melissa, I feel like Melissa Beck is a reality show before her time like if she had been a original housewife on one of those shows she was amazing she has some of the best confessionals and like just the quickest and the thing is she's not just funny in the confessionals she's funny in the scenes with all the cast she's quick she's kind she's funny she's like lets her emotions be known without being rude and I just think she's an absolute star and if this I hope this leads for some more entertainment stuff for her I think she has a podcast called Imperfect Strangers that I need to listen to but just I just can't imagine her not being a reality star. Like the fact that they were as famous as they were. And like I've been reading, of course, all the interviews that she and Danny have been going around doing. And they're like, yeah, we were super famous. Everyone knew who we were, and we were broke
1: we were yeah. And oh, like that's, yeah.
0: cause there was no trajectory. There was no Instagram. You couldn't be like, yeah. okay, I'm building my brand. I'm going to be selling shit on Instagram next week. Now that everyone knows my name, everyone just knew you and would interrupt your dinners and you had no money.
1: Yeah. And she and you're like, this is the one time I can go out this month. Guys. Exactly. It's
0: just sad. It's just crazy. <laughs> don't bother she us. brought so much love and joy to us. Like, and she's still doing it on the show. She's as great as she ever was. Uh, Danny, of course, amazing, iconic gay figure. He was the one with the don't ask, don't tell army boyfriend. Apparently, Paul is coming to the house in a couple of weeks. Like, they broke up in 2007, 2006, very poorly. And apparently, in the trailer that was at the end of the episode, it seems like Danny and Paul are meeting back up at the house, which is crazy. (gasps) Oh, I love that. Julie, (laughs) who was like, at the time, like, I'm very innocent. I'm so genuine. Like, she was kind of the hero of the show, has come back. She has lived a life of some kind. Her emotions are right at the front of her. Like, it's like she cries at the drop of a hat. She oh. like screams at the drop of a hat. She just has been through it. I don't know what's happening there but she comes in, hugs Danny balls because apparently after the show they're trying to make money by doing these college tour things and we knew that she had kind of fucked with Melissa emailing other colleges being like hey don't hire her mm. yeah, because we, of we this. Yeah we saw
1: that, uh, po- that intro episode of Battle of the Sexes, the Challenge. we
0: did but then apa- what we didn't know is she, they were like mentoring high school kids Julie and Danny and for whatever reason she wanted all the money for herself even though they were doing it together she wrote or one of her people wrote whatever wrote an email basically calling him a like horrible homosexual who like implying i don't know it was to me it felt like child molester implications and she's ready to own up for that but like that's not something i forgive fucking ever oh my god like no, that is no. a cut off for good like you yeah. don't we are I, not friends we, are we will not never be friends, friends. <laughs> and it's just like and she's already like oh everyone's being so mean to me and even and david is so kindly like hey whether it was you or an agent or manager it was coming from you and mm-hmm. you have to take accountability and apologize for it and it's that was like the end of the first episode but like from everything you see in the preview and from everything that happened like the fact that I mean I looked into it they're not following her on Instagram (laughs) 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 they don't talk about her in interviews unless asked there's no it seems like there's no love lost and she's like yeah and on her Twitter she's like it's true none of my castmates get me like I wish I was on the challenge like I don't think I'll ever see any of those people again it's like maybe you're the fucking problem girl like maybe it's you baby it's you Jojo about her
1: (laughs) baby it's you (laughs) we all know those people where it's like it's "It's you it's you you're the fucking problem so
0: I can tell you more and more. Just go to Paramount Plus. Get somebody's login. I
1: use Matt Steele's. And uh,
0: watch the show. It's excellent. I can't wait for the next seven episodes. Thrilling television.
1: I'm thrilled for you. I, are yes. you happy that like they skipped a bunch of seasons just to do New yes. Orleans right now? Yes. Because
0: like, the season that I care about most... Well, Seattle I would love to see. And Hawaii. Oh, those Seattle were was iconic. Seattle oh was iconic. God. Hawaii was iconic. I'd love to see those. I would have loved to see... San Francisco because I just watched that but like how do you do it without Pedro Uh, and then the seasons in between like London and shit like I don't care about that
1: (laughs) yeah London I remember was considered like the boring I I never saw London but that was before my real world viewing days right Um, I just think it's funny how like the guy who was kind of a jerk in the real world house like went into this reunion and was just like okay I can't be the Becky I have to go in (laughs) the thing is it doesn't even feel like it doesn't feel for no
0: I mean he changed his fucking name like he's just a Zen human being now and I don't know how he got there but good for him because you watch the old episodes like david my god okay so we love tokyo greater than sign david okay <laughs> he has evolved beautifully so we love that um is there anything else we need to tell the people today
1: i think we're good i think, I think we're we're good we've too. had our moment and it's now true. it's time to put a curtain the, the curtain needs to drop on this week and it needs yes. to rise on the monday and yes because uh, like you know how people say Sunday's the first day of the week? Yeah. Fuck it's Monday. I mean, okay. <laughs> Technically
0: Sunday. No, no. Okay. Well that's wrong. It's, it's not- like when it's
1: like when people are like, oh, tomatoes a fruit. It's like, go fuck yourself. Well no.
0: you can't just like decide things. I've decided.
1: Okay. This is my truth. <laughs> well, we're gonna say
0: goodbye. Happy beginning of
1: your weeks, everyone. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. I think Pete Davidson's rotted his brain. <laughs> so we're gonna say goodbye. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching, and we'll be back next week with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>